this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed giving yourself a little bit of a break for last time's challenge. In her book, Curating Oral Histories, Nancy McKay writes, quote, one of the fundamental principles of oral history and what separates it from other interviewing methodologies is the respect for the narrator as co-creator. Interviewers collaborate with the narrator throughout the oral history process, and the narrator has the opportunity to give final approval before the oral history goes into the public record. The finished oral history is considered to be a collaborative document with the narrator being the primary creator, acknowledged as the first author in cataloging and in citations, end quote. Michael Frisch called this shared authority. So the narrator is the first author. You follow him or her. And the document and source you've just created is a product of your collaboration, of your teamwork. Unlike a conversation with a journalist that's either on or off the record, The oral history interview creates a long-term relationship between the narrator, the interviewer, and the archive. And some aspects of this relationship are just now in the process where you're at in this podcast. Those aspects are yet to be discovered. So immediately following your interview a few days ago, I challenged you to first and foremost upload, save, and otherwise back up your interview data. So now that that's taken care of, today's challenge will focus on other parts of the process that come immediately after the interview. The thank you. Thank yous, they come automatically to me. Believe it or not, every year on New Year's Day, I sit down and write thank you notes to family and friends who gave me gifts, hosted or came over for parties, or otherwise made the holiday season wonderful. I love mail, so I figure other people do too. So that's why today's challenge is all about the thank you note. Within a few weeks of your interview, you should send a thank you note. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait until you have the transcript finished or the interview is going live because who knows how long that will take and some of our narrators are elderly. Thank them now for their time, their wisdom, and their vulnerability with you before they move, before something happens, or before you forget. So how to prepare for this. Before you actually sit down and write that thank you note, I want you to reflect on what the interview process has brought to your life and your research. Consider how your narrator may have influenced your approach to research and your topic. What did you learn from him or her? What did you appreciate most about the conversation you just had? And now the challenge, write a thank you note. Like I said, I love snail mail, so I write mine on little postcards and I drop them in the mail. You should have your narrator's mailing address after all. But if you don't, or if you prefer to do this electronically, feel free to send them an email. Honestly, either is fine. But in the thank you, and I learned this while writing, you know, birthday thank yous as a kid, be specific. Write something specific about the conversation or the process that stood out to you with this specific narrator. I've said that word three times now, right? Identify something 
from the conversation with that person. Don't just thank them for giving of their time and wisdom. Thank them for something that they said to you that really stuck with you. Next, if you're ready, if your process allows it, make note of the next steps. When do you expect that their material may be accessible? When will it go uh, into the public record? Will you plan to work with a repository in the coming weeks to process the interview? Have you planned to send it out for transcription? For example, my thank yous always reference the conversation we had, the students that were in the room, and then I acknowledge at what point we're at in the process. So often I say something like this, the students currently are approaching this as if it's their research project. By the end of the semester, they should have a brief story written about you that will be published on the web. We will follow up with you before it goes live, right? So by doing this, you're not only being gracious, you are also establishing a continuation of this shared authority. Your narrator's claim of the interview did not end when he or she returned the microphone to you and went out the door. It is your responsibility as the primary researcher and the keeper or steward of these documents, at least for now, to keep this shared authority relationship solid through the next stages of the process. And you know, I like what Baylor University's Introduction to Oral History has to say about this, though. They give us one little warning. They say, send a thank you note following the interview, but promise only what you will actually do, such as returning to visit again or furnishing copies of recordings or transcripts. I think that's a really good suggestion. Make a promise about the the point you're at in the research process, but only if you can follow up. I've linked to a couple resources in the show notes, but essentially that's your challenge today. Sit down and write a thank you note to the narrator and thank them for the time and their wisdom and something specific that you remember from the conversation. See you next time. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.